and welcome to A Vague Idea. This is a comedy trivia podcast. I'm Nate Regolia. Each week, we subject our guests to a list of topics to find out if they have a vague idea. And this week, we're going to break format almost entirely. So that's exciting. Get ready for that. We're going to do something called story time. And don't worry, it's not going to be like Masterpiece Theater. No one here is wearing a smoking jacket, sitting in a velvet chair, swirling brandy, although I am drinking brandy. But we're going to talk to two fantastic returning guests and just see what their amazing lives have garnered in the form of storytelling. And we're going to play some games, too. So first, we have a returning guest who is the, dare I say, uh, I, I best selling is it best selling? I don't know. It, yes. It's a best selling author of yep. An Introvert's Guide to World Domination. He's also a just a, a an incredible stand up human being. He is an international hip hop icon and a uh, a yacht and helicopter uh, mail list subscriber. It's Nick Shelton. <laughs> Nick, welcome back. His proudest achievement for sure. Yes. He got those you. mailing it's, lists. It's, it's good to be back. And uh, yes, I am on the mailing list of uh, the yachts and helicopters. I was talking you up today at the baseball game to my buddy because he asked who was on the show. And I said, oh, yeah, my, my friend Nick, who, who has this amazing philosophy on life, whereby he's just going to act like he's got the ability to get all the shit he wants. And then it just starts coming to him. And it's, <laughs> yeah. and it's way cooler than this, the secret and all this other garbage you can buy in the self-help aisle, because it's like, you just put yourself in the place you show and up. start having those conversations. Yeah. Yeah. You show up where the yachts are and be like, Hey, what's going on guys? <laughs> and then somebody's like, Hey, it's 99% off yacht day. Do you want to take a yacht? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fuck <Sure>. yes. <laughs> yeah. And you end up hanging out with the other yacht people and then you just elevate your whole lifestyle just by yeah it's yeah. yeah it's pretty much <laughs> pretty much that easy you show <laughs> up hey i see there's a helipad out there uh sooner or later a helicopter's gonna land on it and, <laughs> yeah. you know. hang out by this helipad and see what happens <laughs> uh, i'll get on hey what's going on guys <laughs> it's that tried and true yeah. thing just look like you know what you're doing right exactly Put on a suit get on the helicopter nobody <laughs> will ask you any questions that's right Right. They'll ask questions, but uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but you get a good story. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Well, <laughs> Nick, welcome back. Thank you for being Thank on. Uh, our second guest, he is an uh, a internationally renowned podcaster. Uh, he hosts uh, or participates in the Glass Cannon podcast, Androids and Aliens, the, the YouTube and Twitch series, New Game Who Dis, several other Patreon-exclusive podcast and you can even see him live coming up later this year in both uh the state of indiana which is uh oh. what is that is that PaizoCon or something uh that's gen con gen con yeah where else uh, you atlanta atlanta okay atlanta yeah, yeah, yeah. for dragon I was... con i can't i keep forgetting i was just like i'm gonna be in indiana what yeah, yeah. <laughs> what news <laughs> to me yeah, i mean that's that i think most sense. people have that feeling sometimes yeah. <laughs> i'm gonna be in indiana why? <laughs> I will say we were there uh, three years ago, or three years ago, I think, to do a show. And it was awesome. I really liked Indianapolis. It reminded me a lot of Denver, actually, with no horizon. I, I want to go to Gen Con just because you all have talked it up so much on the show. 
Yeah. And it sounds fun and genuine in a way that I don't know. I mean, like Denver Comic Con, I, I don't dislike, but it's very like just buy yeah. sell kind of stuff. Yeah. It's, I'd it's rather go somewhere thing. where people are sort of into playing and talking about playing and whatever. It seems, yeah, it it's seems like, like the there's like a culture there. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's, it is where it all began. And like I, I told you, like I dreamed of going to it uh, to get look, thumbing through my issues of Dragon Magazine as a little kid. I remember Gen Con happening every year. It was the one that Gary Gygax, the inventor of Dungeons and Dragons, he started it. And uh, yeah, just dreaming of going to it and being able to go as an adult is really pretty awesome. So Yeah. Oh, so cool. And this person who has been talking quite a bit is Skidmar. Skid, oh, welcome back to the show. Oh, thank you for welcoming <laughs> me back, Nate. It's, oh, well, thank you for being for welcomed back. Thank you. I, I was going to say something about Man of a Thousand Voices. You're also very good. All your voices are a lot of fun. I really admire that. Um, it's a, Thank you. <laughs> it's, 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 uh, it's one of those intangible tools, right? Like if you were just a utility infielder, that's like all of the things that you can do that aren't hitting and just like standing at, at your position. Yeah. Like a know. good locker room guy. He's, yeah, he's good in the yeah. locker room, yeah, even though really I'm decidedly not up. good at that. <laughs> but I, yeah, it is like, it is a skill that is uniquely suited to what the, 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 to the, the incredibly narrow field that I'm in. It's it's one thing. It's it's not applicable anywhere else in the world in any anywhere. I mean, it would so, be great for telemarketing too. I think you shouldn't sell yourself short. Actually, I was telemarketing for a while, and uh, I should have tried that. Yeah, see, like it Pem- if Pembroke calls you at seven o'clock at night, you might listen. You might be like, <laughs> yeah. "Oh, this." Oh, hello. This, Are you this... interested in buying windshield wipers or whatever the fuck? Oh, news. <laughs> <laughs> have, have you have do you do you currently have a subscription to the Rocky Mountain News? Yeah, I mean, I I would subscribe. <laughs> I'd be like, like sign oh. me up to that dead medium. Let's go. <laughs> this Englishman sounds like he's gonna he's gonna die. Get <laughs> any second, honey. Come listen to this. There was a there was an older gentleman whose job was to just wipe the uh, the banister on the stairs at the stadium today when I was at the baseball game. Oh yeah, sure. And that was all his job was, but he was definitely an older man who could be on that like looks like he could die. Yeah. And I was like <laughs> yeah. and and I had the weirdest moment because I looked at him and I was like I would love to have that job if I could just be the person who has to wipe the banisters at a baseball stadium every game. And then I was like no I wouldn't. What an <laughs> awful situation to be in that you've got to be like 80 go something to the years game. old. Yeah. You don't want to. You just want to go to the game. You don't want to be wiping stuff down while you're yeah. there. You just want to watch the game. Let alone being like eighty something years old, and the stadium is mostly Padres fans because uh, the Rockies have no fans of their own. It was. Yeah. It was. A, and it was a lot and of fun. rightly so. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Because. Um, uh, well, we'll get into some stuff right. later. Uh, I just imagine sitting there at the game, going, "Is that Nate? <laughs> wiping the right? <laughs> huh? Well, that's interesting. Should I say something, or is this like?" I don't Good, know. I don't think time. he'd want you. I don't he think probably he'd want doesn't you to want me that. to acknowledge. I just have to yeah. handmaid's tail and look away and be like, I think no, he'd Nick, be so Nick, ashamed I can't talk if, to you he, here. if he knew people knew he was doing this. He <laughs> yeah. say anything. He should be ashamed. Anyway, he's, Nate, some, he's some sort of Nate, pole Give wiper. me a beer. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Give him, hey. Give him five bucks. <laughs> let's, uh, let's jump into the opening question. Okay. So you have both led very interesting lives. This is, this is an undebatable truth. I don't want to hear any mincing or anything else. And you're not even trying, which is even better than if you had. Because we're breaking format, I just want to ask you a question about why you would want to do this. Why, why would you want to share stories on this podcast? What about this is like even remotely appealing? You asked us to. Okay. <laughs> you 
you said do you want to share stories on the podcast yeah 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 i think one of the one of the reasons uh that i have led as you say an interesting life is because i have trouble saying no to things (laughs) so i think (laughs) no i like honestly like i i enjoy hanging out with you nate and um i it's nice being able to hang out with nick too because we used to we used to be together basically every day yes uh from like junior of high school uh for uh, for a while like for like years after that yeah um so yeah it's nice to be able to now we live in different states and everything so it's nice to be able to do that too and if anyone's interested in the stories we have i mean they've you know they got some value like we we've spent a lot of energy creating them so yes <laughs> and yeah. sometimes we do stuff in our lives simply for the stories oh yes yeah. sometimes we'll say i don't really want to do this but this is going to be a good story let me go ahead and do this stupid thing just because it's going to be great to tell later yeah what happens i think that's you said that all the time it's like this will make a great story <laughs> do something near suicidal <laughs> i think that's my number one one regret of my of my teens and 20s was not like being too cautious and too serious and not just doing things for the story because i had a lot of fun things happen but i also turned down i said no to too many things skid hmm. and you're right saying yes to things is is good I'm, I'm actually, I'm trying to actively practice that a little bit more of just like, yeah, say yes. Somebody, if, if anything throws you an opportunity, say yes. Usually I find, because I'm, especially these days, I'm more and more reluctant to do anything. But I find that when I do agree to something like that, I force myself to engage in an activity like that. I almost never regret doing it. Yeah. So I was just like, I'm glad I did that today. So yeah, yeah you end up having fun. Yeah. Or at least you end up having uh, something meaningful, right? Right. It's not always. It's not always like, wow, that was everything I wanted. But it beats the hell out of you know sitting on the couch another day and like, yeah. oh, I'll play this video game for the fourth time. Right. At yeah. least, if nothing else, I will have something new to talk about with my therapist this week. <laughs> there you go. And <laughs> I mean, like they, the worst case scenario. They gotta. They gotta earn their money. So you gotta bring new content. <laughs> Hey, great job. I'm going to give you each two points for the. Oh, nice. Awesome. Yeah. 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 We're starting. We're starting off hot. So, yeah. Hey, uh, round numbers one and two. Nick, tell us a story. Oh, man. There's so many stories. Where does one start? You know, I think I'll start off. Prompt. (laughs) Hey, tell us a story. Make us laugh. Dance for me. There's a reason they call him the Diane Sawyer of his generation. (laughs) Right. Because everyone wants to have sex with me. (laughs) Anyway, moving on. Um, So, uh, one interesting thing, because there's a lot of stuff in the past, but I said, well, what's really recent? Like, what is, uh, like, right before coming on to your, your show today was, you know, I was having a little cocktail hour here, and I was really grisly. And I said, well, I'm gonna you know, I'm going to be on video, not for the people listening, but for you guys. And I said, well, let me, let me shave before I get on there. <laughs> I but, did you know, too. All right. Aww. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. See? Jeez. Yeah, for I you, Nate. I know. I didn't do anything. I'm just, <laughs> and, not that, man. not, not that this three days of beard growth is meaningful uh, at all. God. Oh, no, you look no. good. You look but like I you was begging for change. <laughs> <laughs> I had a, you know, I had a solid me, culturally I am. <laughs> <laughs> 
I had a solid buzz going. And then I was thinking, <laughs> you know, I'm going to try, you know, I just got the straight razor and I said, it's a good day for a straight razor shave. You did a straight razor shave today? Yeah, with a buzz, which I can tell you, <laughs> it's a horrible idea. So like I did this and I'm just gushing oh, wow. blood. I was bleeding out of like eight parts of my face, just like bleeding everywhere. And I was like, oh, this no. isn't good. This isn't good. How am I supposed to go on and join these guys while I'm just bleeding out of my face? Uh, but, you know, a little hydrogen peroxide and, oh. uh, you know, some cold water and a uh, steptic pencil, I believe it's called. Oh, wow. Hey, man, look like a I million couldn't tell. bucks. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, I, I would have I'd assumed that, you, like, it, there's no wounds at all. I mean, or, so, or a, a Jedi cauterized them with his lightsaber. Um, yeah, or you're like Wolverine. If I Ooh, if you splash oh. like salt water on me or something, I'm sure there'd be a reaction. But yeah, there'd be a reaction anyway if you just did that randomly on a regular <laughs> day. I'm, I'm in a landlocked doing? state. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah. Even if I was on the coast, it would be weird. <laughs> yeah. Regardless of your proximity to natural salt water, it would still be weird. Right. But yeah, we're we're far from the ice bucket challenge. That was a thing for like four <laughs> years true. ago. Even that, you have the guy the person's consent first. <laughs> you know, just, that wasn't the challenge, was just throwing ice buckets on random strangers. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. And it's not See, like Nick's won any major sporting events lately. Not right. lately. Not lately. Yeah. No. So, you did get that one touchdown though in high school. <laughs> <laughs> Timely reference, yes. <laughs> It was an interception return, right? <laughs> oh, that's, that's like the best kind of touchdown. <laughs> okay, Nick, next hey, you time I see tell you, the I am story, throwing stuff this is on pretty you. funny. This is actually pretty funny. You should tell uh, the story. Well, I have better stories than that. That is... Uh, okay. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so my first story would just be, you know, I was bleeding out of my face earlier, and I was thinking, man, I might have cut, like, a major artery or something, and then you're like, I wonder why Nick didn't make the podcast. Well, he's bleeding out in his bathroom. Because he thought it'd be fun to drink and shave with a straight razor. Plus, what cruel irony that Nick would be done in by a Nick. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Man. Man, I can't even oh. laugh. I just yeah. got to tip my cap. Okay, so that's my story. I'm just going to go ahead and close it with that. Okay. And All then right. we'll move on right. to Skid's story. So that's my first, just a little... Just, just a, a little, taste. A taste, yeah. First uh, one's yeah, free. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So... I, I just want to summarize so that the, this story was about getting ready risks. for you. Yeah, <laughs> it was about it was about risks. It was about putting yourself in the line for people you care about. Mm -hmm. And and it was about transcending obstacles and and persevering. I mean, this is in an really unnecessarily cool. hazardous way. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's a theme. <laughs> That's definitely a theme. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I love it. OK, great, great. Skid, tell us a story. Um, I actually, I was thinking, I actually, I mentioned this on a, we did a grant, uh, who's also in the glass cannon network with me. And I did a stream of the game, uh, American trucking simulator the other day. And, uh, I don't think I've told you Nick about this, but I was like, no. uh, this game is cool. You, it just, it just simulates being a trucker like in America. Did you play the song Convoy during it? <laughs> we we mentioned that song oh, uh, quite a few times. Okay, good. Uh, but he bought the Colorado region pack. Oh, awesome. Oh, 
for oh, it. Nice. So, so he was just like, why don't we do a co-stream and like, you can point out the sites and everything. I was like, yeah. So my idea was what we actually did was I mentioned, cause what Nick and I used to do in high school is uh, we would just drive South out of Denver. Oh yes. Uh, down to Raton, New Mexico. Yep. Just over the border, have a burrito and then drive back. Oh wow. Yeah. We also went good... to north to Cheyenne too, and went to Arby's, yeah, which is a much yes to Arby's, which is a much shorter trip. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No fireworks on the way back from Wyoming, though. No. no although I did fire my a pistol out of the car. <laughs> Statute of limitations. It's okay. <laughs> it was at least thirty years ago. So, yeah. I mean, again, it's this country hazard. too. It wouldn't really matter. But uh, when you see those uh, bullet holes in signs, road signs, and you're like, who would do something like that? It's me. <laughs> and I'm not saying like it was really stupid and wrong. But and it was I'm fun. Sorry, was I did fun. it. But it was also pretty funny. Um, but no, we we would drive down to New Mexico and we would listen to Bowie. Uh, usually, uh, we listen to David Bowie the whole time. Nice. And so we did that on the stream. Uh, like Grant's like driving his truck, and I'm pointing out, it's just like, oh, you're about to hit Pueblo. And, you know, and I just, and, you know, just that like little ridge of mountains when you're getting close to the New Mexico border. I was just like, oh, there it is. And, and uh, tried to find uh, El Matador, the restaurant that we ate at, which actually just closed like six months ago. Oh, oh wow. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it was fun. Oh, that's what a cool, what a cool thing to do. Like, yeah. Yeah, just and we that. just did it because we were bored, and we were just like, it, it just occurred to us that we could. Yeah, you just just stay on twenty five and go. Yeah, it's like Why there's not? nothing stopping us from driving five hours to another state for no reason. So, yeah. yeah. Oh man, that's great. What a what a good story. Yeah, road trips are sort of a, a missing thing, I guess. In in yeah. at least in my contemporary life, I haven't like had a road trip in a long time. Me neither. I, um, I haven't had a car in like twenty years. So same. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, that's definitely something that was, that was great. Like it was really fun. And every time I hear uh, Ziggy Stardust, I just think of, think of those drives. Oh man. Yeah. Isn't that, isn't that, and that's the best thing too, is when you're listening, like anytime you're listening to music and you think of a very specific thing, how it, how yeah. it can just warp you back through space and time to something else. Yeah. Wow. That's why when I do something like that, if I know that I'm taking like a particular trip or doing something unique, I will try to listen to music that I don't normally listen to. So that I can create that memory link between the music and the event. Right. So, I do the same uh, thing. Yeah. Right on. Yeah. Do you ever do you ever pick music that you kind of don't like on purpose to sort of remold it? Uh, no. <laughs> okay. No, I, I don't. I, I try to pick something regional or that might have something to do with that particular trip. Or if I get in a uh, like an Uber or a taxi or something, whatever they're playing, I say, "What is this?" Yeah. You know, and then I try to add that to to the playlist of the trip. Yeah, it's a cool way to kind of, it's, it's sort of like a, a filing system for your brain, where it's just like, I'll, I'll file this under uh, Los Lobos. And it's yeah. like, they'll unlock like that whole series of memories. You know? Yeah, it, it, it's wild because what it's it's smell and 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 hearing yeah, smell, are the two taste. that are most that most trigger. Memory. I think taste. I think taste. taste? Is, well, smell. Yeah, smell and taste. I I would say are probably the two like strongest memory uh, inducing senses. I think. Yeah, because um, I, I know there's a there's a nonprofit called Music and Memory that they're they're they work with seniors who have Alzheimer's, and their mm -hmm. big thing is just getting seniors iPods with music from when they were younger on them because it turns out 
like listening to music from when you were 20 or something, even if you've completely like you're you're completely gone mentally can yeah. bring you back and ground you. Yeah. Yeah. For brief periods yeah, see, of time, which thing. is magical. Wow. Yeah. That's the thing with a lot of memory issues like that is that the memories are usually still there. It's just you can't access them like you, you can't you. It's like tossing out the card catalog like you can't find them. So, yeah, having something like music that can that can trigger it that that's yeah that can that can work well i'll just hear boot scoot boogie someday and remember <laughs> remember yeah. something very important but this is the thing too is like we're as culturally now everyone this this we're such nostalgia junkies uh by and large that you know we'll hear this like the music of your youth gets played over and over and over again in commercials and movies and tv shows to the point that it can erode any connection that it has to like a specific point in your life which is why what i like is hearing songs uh from like you know the late 80s early 90s whatever that weren't hits yeah that may have been on the radio like a bit but like they they weren't like picked up by the uh, nostalgia industry and it's just like oh I, I actually haven't heard this song since then that can really trigger the memory but it's finding those songs can be difficult yeah because otherwise you just want to buy a volkswagen yeah <laughs> great job on rounds one and two i'm giving you each two points oh my god we're crushing excellent. this oh, excellent amazing. stories we're gonna play our first game it's right. time to play fuck mary kill and i oh, have boy. three story-based television programs they're all anthology series oh i, I want you to decide story. whether you want to fuck marry or kill so okay. right. your options are the wonderful spielberg produced amazing stories oh my goodness okay the original sort of predecessor to law and order and everything else that we know about procedurals, police oh, story. Blues. Oh, police story. Okay. Yeah. And Rod Serling's oft overlooked second child, but one of my favorite things ever, Night Gallery. Oh, okay. So you can both decide which one you want to fuck, which one you want to marry, and which one you want to kill. Okay. Did you, you only named two, right? Did oh, you, uh, no. Amazing Night stories. Oh. Police story. And Night Gallery. I have not heard of any of these. <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> you don't know amazing stories? No. Oh, okay. Man. Okay, Skid, oh, uh, let's I'm let's, gonna we'll, fuck we'll all of them. <laughs> yeah, just... fuck them all. I don't even know what they are. <laughs> um I it's funny, uh you mentioned amazing story. I I loved amazing stories. I think it's the only show that you mentioned that I, I actually watched. Um, but Nick my friend Jay. Yeah. Dude. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. a production assistant, or he was. No, no, not production assistant. He was the, the stunt coordinator for the new Amazing Stories that's coming out. Oh, nice. Yeah. So then I'll fuck that one. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I hope I hope that new one's good too. I was really he, excited to hear that it's happening. And, yeah, my friend yeah. says it's it's going to be really good. Right on. That's how I talk to him. So oh, yeah, great. I'm excited about that. Great. Uh, night and I'll gallery. marry the I'll marry the police one, and then the other one uh, I guess I'll kill. There you go. Yeah, right. kill my I mean, gallery because it, it, it's night and you could kill it under cover of darkness and get away. It's thematically go. aligned. It was mostly horror and fantasy vignettes. It was like yeah. the Twilight Zone. Rod Serling produced it also. It was like the Twilight Zone, but it was all yeah. kind of horror that. and other stuff. You know, it, it went yeah. as weird as Adam West singing a song as a vampire that was very goofy to uh, a really cool like Lovecraft adaptation that was oh, super wow. creepy and really well done. 
Um, yeah, I definitely yeah. know of the show, but I have never seen it. So, oh man, you you got to watch. It's it's out there on all those streaming services. I would recommend okay. it strongly. It's a lot of fun, and it's you know there's only like forty something episodes, so it's uh it's a good run. All right, all right, yeah, okay, <laughs> great. So, all right, Nick, you've logged you've logged your your vote. Skid, yeah. who are you gonna fuck? Who are you gonna marry? Who are you gonna kill? Uh, I would marry Amazing Stories because just on the strength of the mark hamill comic book episode yeah you remember that episode oh yeah 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 i think that was the first thing that i saw mark hamill in outside of star wars after that was over because that, that was like 83 right i yeah it was, was 80, amazing story 80, 83 84 84 something like that oh, yeah no it was a little later no no i guess it was like might have been 85 but it wasn't it wasn't too much later not much later than that it might, i think it was probably 85 and yeah that was the first time i saw mark hamill in anything else that like wasn't star wars related i was like oh cool and he was great uh yeah it's this the episode is about a guy who i think a genie or a witch or something <laughs> like he's a little kid and he's just like i want to be rich one day and this person says uh never throw anything away and he's like all right so he just collects all this stuff he just becomes a hoarder for his whole life and uh he loses all of his friends and he's like living like a uh uh, like a homeless person with just like a storage shed and he's all poor and he's all grizzled and then uh then he realizes at the end of the story is like oh you've got like uh uh, action comics number one and an amazing story the number 15 and yeah and uh and this 57 chevy and all yeah he's like oh now i'm rich (laughs) yeah yeah it was good show. It was I enjoyed the episode as a kid. It was like, oh, and it's Mark Hamill. So there was and there was also the the really like the just the emblematic episode where the it's it was the World a witch, War II right? bomber plane and everything. Oh yeah, the 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 World War II. Yeah, that was really cool. Honestly, like yeah, the show had some money behind it, which was cool. Yeah. And some of the episodes were pretty interesting, but it was not a great show. I never thought no. it was like a great show. Yeah, because there were, I mean, what? There's the one that, um, the one with Bronson Pinchot where the mummy, the guy who's the mummy actor and the actual mummy gets switched oh, in, the, God. In, the, in the movie. Whoa. And so they're just Holy like shit. telling an actual living mummy to like hit his marks and stuff and he's killing people. Oh my God, that's and then, right. Yeah, <laughs> wow. I mean, it's so, and it was so dumb. Like it's it's really dumb and it feels so 80s and like whatever like everything is clearly a set have you watched it lately have you watched it the 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 airplane one and that mummy one are just burned into my brain well what was Uh, the airplane one oh no the the bomber one yeah the bomber yeah that was yeah that that was yeah and it was like uh this special effects were strong and the intro was cool because it had the 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 computer graphics uh opening credit sequence and it just had that time was amazing and it had that, that the theme song just revs you up, and it was yeah, because like, it was John oh, Williams. Hey, yeah. It was John Williams' theme song. This shit's gonna go from cavemen all the way to n- right now in 1985. Get yeah. ready to go. It's yeah, it amazing. was like it started with like a bunch of cavemen <laughs> sitting on a fire telling an amazing story, and then yeah. like it went through the ages. <laughs> and yeah, the idea is cool, which is why it was like it's so great, great concept, and you know it's Spielberg and everything. So I'm hopeful for the re- reboot because yeah, yeah. I mean, I just, I, I really, I hunger for this type of television and, and we don't have enough of it. Cause I like, I mean, serialized yeah. television is great, mm-hmm. but I want like, just give me really good. Here's 45 minutes on something totally weird. Oddball anthology series. Yeah. 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 So I don't know. Okay. I'd, I'd have sex with that. I don't know. 
<laughs> I haven't so seen got, the two shows, so I would. I would in marry, that gallery. I yeah. would go out with it. I would. I would. Then we'd probably have sex before we got married, and then we'd get married, and then we'd be together for a while, and be like, you know what, this show wasn't that great, and then I'd kill it. So I'd do all all three with just amazing stories. Okay, great. Yeah, police story and night gallery can be you. They were sitting in the bar. Is that Angie Dickinson? And you didn't talk to him. Was she in police story? Oh man, let me yeah, let me look because police yeah, I don't oh, know no, a whole lot woman. about police I'm story. Of police either. woman, yeah, <laughs> I don't know a whole lot about police story either. I was kind of hoping that Skid, why did you, you would pick know? a show that you knew? <laughs> I, I was hoping show you knew. Going out there hoping or, somebody yeah, knows about it. Show that we knew as well. It was a right. show that it, it ran from 1973 <laughs> until 87. I assumed that at one point or another you would have caught it. No, <laughs> because. No. Bring on anyway. your Webster questions oh. or something. <laughs> Webster. Oh, actually, do you, Nick, do you remember the show Crime Story? It sounds familiar. I don't remember. I can't think of any episodes of it. But it I, was uh, it was Michael Mann. It was the guy who did Miami Vice, and and it started like a year or two after Miami Vice started. Ben, it was it was sort of like Miami Vice, but it was set in early '60s Chicago. Dennis okay. Farina was like the main character in it, <gasps> and uh, it was really it was a serialized uh, like kind of crime show. So it wasn't episodic the way like Miami Vice was. It was it was a pretty good show. And Dennis Farina is like awesome. Yeah. Um, and it was expensive. Like it was all set, like great like sets and cars and clothes and everything, early 60s. Uh, and it was uh, uh, Del Shannon, uh, Runaway was the uh, theme song. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's great. I'll have to pull it up on YouTube. Why something. didn't you pick that show? <laughs> I should have. Well, I was. I also debated picking American Crime Story, which is the newer anthology. Yeah, still no. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, no, I haven't seen and, that either. And that's that's had its moments. I would recommend watching the OJ one was was interesting. And the, oh no no the, yeah the that Johnny was Versace one was good too. I didn't watch. I watched the first episode of that one. I was like, eh. But the OJ one was great. I love yeah, that one. Yeah. I don't remember what Tracy Ullman show or something. Oh, Tracy Ullman. <laughs> something. That's a story. I saw yeah. Tracy Ullman on the subway like 10 years ago. All right. Hey, like, hey, how's it going? <laughs> yeah. You want to go out on one date? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I can say we went out. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, great, great job. Both of you on Fuck, Mary Kill. You're both getting two points. Oh, Thank man. You. We are wow. killing it. Yeah, you crush it. <laughs> You have six points each right now. We're, we're gonna go into marrying it. <laughs> we're gonna go into rounds number three and four. So we're gonna start with Skid. Skid, tell us a story. Tell you a story. God, you know it's funny. I'm, I I always try to remember. Like I'm just always telling stories, and I always remember. It's like, did I tell this one on this show or this show? It's like I can't remember. Oh, uh, I could tell you about getting a, a letter on a on viewer mail on Letterman. Did, yeah. Did, did I tell you about that? I don't think so. Okay. That's a good one. Your Bob Costas story is a good one too. Oh, the okay. They're both NBC shows, so I'll combine yeah. those into one story. Um, so <laughs> I was the biggest David Letterman fan, I think, on earth. Uh, I think Nick can vouch for this. <laughs> yes. Um, yes. I remember <laughs> when this went down and yeah. yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I was I was a huge, huge, huge fan of and not and the old the old Letterman. NBC late night yeah. show was very different from when he went to CBS. The, the appeal of it for me was that Dave kind of hated his life like back then because he was always at war with the people he worked for, like always. And he was always, <laughs> and he was always just uh, stressed out and angry. <laughs> and, and he just never had the money that you know he wanted to work with or like anything. And he and um, 
it was just it was just great and it was weird it was like a weird show i was talking about with with grant a little bit because he's younger than us and he was a big conan fan growing up and i was never a conan fan in the same way because i loved like the surreal weirdness but i never really got into conan because the the difference between conan and letterman was conan i always felt like really wanted the audience to like him and you could feel that Mm -hmm. dave never had any interest in that it never seemed like he just didn't care he's just going to do his job and if you like him or not like him he's still going to show up so anyway i was a huge fan and a little kid and uh why we got a vcr in uh like 1986 i think or seven and what i immediately started doing because i was pretty young so I couldn't, most nights I couldn't stay up to watch Letterman, which started at 1130 in mountain time when I was a kid. So, and it wasn't on on Fridays. So when I was little, I could almost never see it. I saw it once. They, 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 they preempted in 1984, they preempted Saturday Night Live, which I could watch oh, because wow. it was Saturday. Yeah. So they preempted Saturday Night Live for the David Late Night with David Letterman's second anniversary special. And I remember that moment. It was just like they showed uh, Saturday Night Live will not be showing tonight because I was like, oh, fuck. I was so mad. I was I was furious. I was just like, how can they do this? Going to show some dumb talk show? I want to see Joe Piscopo. And they, they they show for Late Night with David Letterman. And I watched the, I watched the episode. And I, I remember literally rolling around on my basement floor, like howling with laughter, like for the entire hour and a half. That's, that's huge. Because, yeah, you could have gotten Tom Snyder, right? Like, yeah, exactly. And I would was, have been that was turned off TV forever. I, I liked Tom Snyder. I'll have that <laughs> the thing is, Letterman used to make fun of Tom Snyder all the time because he was in Tom Snyder's old studio. Yeah. And it's actually the letter that my that the episode that my letter appeared on. There was a Tom Snyder joke. They were saying that the the, the building, the, the studio was haunted by the ghost of Tom Snyder. And they had like a security guard, like taking pistol shots at it. That's <laughs> Uh, <laughs> but so I was this huge fan and I could never watch the show until we got the VCR. So uh, I would ta- start taping the episode. And then I got old enough, like high school, like I would stay up and like watch the episode, tape it while I was watching it and then come home from school and watch it again. Um, so I was a huge fan. And at that point, uh, they Friday night videos was over. They started showing the show on Friday nights finally. And they moved viewer mail to Friday nights. It was on Thursdays. So I wrote a letter. Oh God. So at the time, I was a freshman in high school, and uh, because I was a troubled teen and uh, I had no outlets, I uh, wore one sock. That was my means of expressing myself. I had, I had one sock. So it's like, this will show him. I can vouch for that. Yeah. <laughs> he actually did that. <laughs> I, I like it as an alternative to all of the other ways that people act out yeah, some when people, they're disaffected. <laughs> yeah, some people, you know, it's a victimless stick up crime. liquor stores. Some people fire pistols out of out of vehicles. Uh, yeah. You know, I all I all I did was wear one sock and the other ladder thing. So it was that was my means of like rebelling, I guess. Like I don't know, but it was very low key and stupid, like the rest of most of my life. So uh, I wrote a letter to David Letterman saying, "Dear Dave, I only wear one sock. You should try it. Help." Uh, and I said, "Patrick." I called myself Patrick Mar because I thought. He might send me a check. So I was like, I don't want him to send him a check with skids. Yeah, you can't endorse we'll that. To, and we'll be able to cash it. So I was like, I spelled Patrick. So uh, I wrote it. I forgot I wrote it. 
And then um, it was Saturday morning and my mom had like, my mom's friend had gotten locked out of her apartment the night before. So she stayed the night in our house. So I couldn't watch Letterman until uh, after I, then until I woke up in the morning and was watching cartoons and there was nothing left on, but a uh, foofer, uh, which was the worst cartoon on NBC on Saturday. And no one remembers it for good reason. But I started watching the episode and it was letter number one. It was like, dear Dave, I only wear one sock. You should try it. And uh, I screamed, screamed, screamed at the top of my lungs. <laughs> I went crazy. And uh, I ran into the other room. Well, actually, I went to call because John Bell was, this is before I moved out to Littleton. So my friend was, my best friend at the time was this guy, John Bell. So I ran into the, the my kitchen to call John. John, And uh, I was like, dude, you never believe it. Like, but letter was a letter. And he's like, what? And then I realized that I didn't hear the joke. So I just slammed the phone down without saying goodbye or explaining. And I ran back <laughs> in the other room and rewound it. And uh, it was like, <laughs> it was, I've watched it like literally thousands of times because I did tape it. As That's, I said. Oh my God. What, but what a wonderful thing to have. Like you were connected to David Letterman. Yeah. At 15. Yeah. Uh, which was, which was crazy. Like he was literally my number one hero in the world was that guy. And I had him, I had him on tape saying my name and talking to me. Yeah. It's like, it's, that was insane. It's and so I'll have you know that I, uh, uh, Skid showed me that video countless numbers of times as well. <laughs> yeah. He's like, hey, check this out. And then, hey, you want, let's watch that again. You want to yeah. come over and watch the video today? Let's check that yeah. out. And then yeah. anyone new that came, he'd be like, Hey, I'm going to show so-and-so the video. Let's pull the video out. So, yes, I yeah, it's it burned out. into my memory as well. <laughs> I, I, I could literally recite the entire episode up to that point. But. What, what's wild is, so I, I have a friend named Becca who was on Letterman in the, in the newer, in the CBS iteration. Doing stupid human tricks. Oh, and she oh, had wow. she let okay. her pet duck eat out of her mouth on wow. TV. <laughs> wow, <laughs> which is crazy. What year? What year was that? Do you remember what year that I, was? Oh man, I feel like it. It had to be like the late nineties. Um, I yeah, I probably saw it. <laughs> yeah, it was it was wild. Wow, but yeah, I, and I like I say, like I completely forgot that I mailed it. So I was I was doubly surprised, like when it when it happened. Oh, I mean, what a what a gift. I mean, especially especially at fifteen. When it's like, oh yeah, probably day to day, you're thinking, oh, I have no idea who I am, or I'm completely invisible, and mm -hmm. then suddenly the coolest fucking guy in the entire universe is like, hey, I see you. <laughs> yeah, that's that's exactly it, and it's yeah. at a point in life it's like when you you would get like blissfully excited if you saw yourself standing in a crowd behind a news anchor uh, covering a murder. Yeah, <laughs> you'd be like, yeah. "Oh my God, look, there's me, there's me! I'm right behind the corpse." <laughs> yeah. yeah, so yeah, it was it was awesome. Right on, that uh, excellent story, excellent okay. story, Nick. Yes, sir. Story time, tell us a story. All right, so I was uh, down not too long ago. I was visiting a friend down in Colorado Springs, and I was took some barbecue over to this, their house. Not the one that you're thinking of, uh, Skid, a different friend. And uh, I was about to, yeah. Yeah, okay. a different one. <laughs> and, uh, and so I was thinking, man, you know, we're going to need some beer to go with this barbecue. So I get over there and I said, hey, uh, you got any beer, uh, any booze or anything? And he said, uh, yeah, I got a jar of wine. And I go, a jar of wine? I said, you, got a, you have a what? <laughs> a jar of wine? And I said, you have a jar of wine? He goes, yeah. You know, don't act like that's normal. What? <laughs> yeah. 
you have a jar of wine. Let me see it. And then he goes and he pulls out like a mason jar, an unlabeled mason jar that with wine in it. And I said, is this, if girls come over here, you're like, hey, drink this, yeah. drink this out of this. this Don't worry, I have a beaker jar. of gin in the back. Just let me get <laughs> yeah. it. And he said, oh, no, I, uh, I had a bottle of wine and then I didn't finish it. So I just poured it in this jar. And I said, don't, don't do that. What's wrong with you? I, I'll out. get you, I'll get you a wine stopper. Yeah. You know, yeah. we can go to the dollar store and pick some of those up. I got a drawer full of them. Jar of wine. Jar. And he said, oh, that's, you know, what's, what's wrong with that? And I said, do your parents know that you do this? <laughs> And he said, oh, they have a lot of issues with things that I do. And I said, yeah, I, I understand. I, I'm with your parents on this. Yeah. There's well, here's something... the first thing that you can address. <laughs> yeah. So step one. That, so that is part of the story. But I'll, I'll throw a little extra bonus in on this story. Same guy was like, hey, man, I got this girl for you. Totally your type. Oh, beautiful. You oh, would no. love her. Oh, she's no. not in a jar, is she? I don't want to know if she's in a jar. <laughs> And I said, really? Huh? She's, uh, I said, so she's, you know, she's, cause he likes a, a, a thicker woman mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. uh, you know, and that's fine. A lot of guys like that yeah. and uh, you know, beautiful beauty, beauty, you know, I'm sure she's a good person, <laughs> but you know, for me, you know, I like a little, little bit, you know, thinner, but uh, anyway, he said, this girl's my neighbor, beautiful girl. And I said, all right. So is this uh, a single guy? Yeah, he's a single guy. This is the thing. Like, you can't be set up by single friends because it's like, why aren't you dating this person if she's so great? Yeah. yeah. Right. What, are, what are you doing? Oh, wait. It gets better. <laughs> okay. So he said, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, you're really going to like her. You get you got to come down here and uh, meet her as soon as possible. This is, you know, you asked me to look out for chicks for you and I got one. And I was like, okay, so uh, what should I know? And he's like, well, there's one small thing that you know might be an issue and i said well what's what's that what's what's going on he said she might be a little bit of a meth addict <laughs> and but just a little bit <laughs> i said what she might be a meth addict but you're like hey this should be good for nick <laughs> you know? why does this always happen like when you get set up with people it's just like it's 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 so it's depressing because it's just like this is what you think of me that I that <laughs> right. I would want to date a sort of meth addict. So yeah. No, I think you're high energy and you you like to keep a clean yeah. bathroom. I you don't need know someone on meth to be able to keep up with you. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> just like, that's just... said, oh, but she's really hot though. If you see your picture, you'll and then I was like, what? <laughs> and then I said, he said, uh, well, <laughs> you'll overlook the meth addiction. You just see one picture, you'd be like, I said, I don't well, how, what, what makes you think that she's on meth? And he said. <laughs> Well, uh, the uh, some people came. She lost custody of her kids. They took her kids away. And I said, and he's like, and I know that you don't really care for kids, so that's a good thing. She's uh, doesn't have any kids around the house. I go, wow. Well, oh no. I yeah, that's nice that yeah, the kids aren't necessarily around, but it's like. If the courts come and take them, that's not necessarily, you know, a type of chick that I'm looking for, really. Yeah. And uh, he said, oh, yeah, no, she's she's beautiful. And then, like, so knowing... Oh, yeah, she, she, she murdered her kids. She don't like kids, and it's perfect. 
They're out of the picture. Don't worry. They're out of the picture, man. It's so perfect, man. You'll love it. You'll yeah. love it. <laughs> and so I said, so knowing this, you're like, Nick, let me call him right now. He's going to like this. And I said, you know what? I think I think I should probably pass. And he's like, but you haven't seen the picture yet. You're saying you'll pass, but wait. You know, and I said, I probably don't need to see the picture. Yeah, I think, um, I at beyond. some point, it's like, hey, look, how shallow do you think I am here? I really? <laughs> Actually, I, I really want to hear the end of this story. <laughs> right. I'm actually... So then, so I was like, yeah, I, I think I'm going to pass, uh, you know, but we, next time I come down there, I will, you know, I'll at least look. But I said, I don't need to, I'm not going to pursue this. Okay. So then, about a month later, I was just sitting around and I said, you know what? Maybe I should meet this chick you know because because it would be a good story exactly there it is exactly yes to the universe here we go so back to the theme right and so i called him up and i said hey man uh you know that your neighbor chick what's going on maybe i was thinking maybe i could come down and we'll just see you know just see what's going on with her maybe uh, i can help her (laughs) and he said oh no man no, no, you don't want anything to do with that. <laughs> and I said, why? What happened? He said, uh, yeah, I I had sex with her. Oh. And, uh, and, uh, and he said, and she she gave me a, 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 a sexually transmitted oh, no. uh, disease. Oh, man. Oh. And I was like, well, what would you expect from a meth addict that had their <laughs> if kids If only there were some red flags or something. <laughs> God, if somebody would have warned anyone yeah. at any point. Came out for of the, the listeners, it, it, he's, he's okay now. It was something that you can recover from, and he's all right. Uh, but we have a good laugh about it these days. And I say, hey, probably shouldn't be hooking me up with anybody. Anyone that you say now, I'm probably not going <laughs> to yeah. want to meet. Yeah. I don't know <laughs> and, about your judgment, buddy. And yeah. Uh, yeah. That, that his neighbor has now moved out, so she no longer lives uh, next door to it. Good. But uh, and I, that's another thing I said. What kind of apartment building are you living in? That's that, the springs, uh, man. <laughs> that's, the, that's why, man. Yeah. I don't yeah. trust so, the springs because you know. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway, we'd so never stop there. When we were going down to Raton, we, we wouldn't stop. Just in go the springs. straight we'd through. Going right. <laughs> but so this guy, you know, the type of guy that keeps wine in a jar is the type of guy <laughs> that. Uh, you know, we'll set you up with a uh, a good-looking meth addict chick that lost right. her kids. All right. And so there's my story. That's a All good right. Friend. <laughs> yeah, I good love it. Friend. I love it. Yeah. Hey, great, great job, both of you. Uh, Nick, I'm gonna give you four points for that story. Whoa. Wow. And Skid, three points for your Whoa. story. Oh Holy man. Head. Falling behind. <laughs> now it's time to play our second game. I have to involve game. venereal disease in my yeah. next story. I'll never I, catch up. Yeah. I that's... did not have sex with that girl, so I won that, and I get an extra point for it's, not yeah. doing yeah. it. So I'm that's winning a... all the way around. Yeah, man. You're hitting for the cycle in this story. <laughs> all right. It's time for the second game. We're going to play fake ad reads because, as everyone knows, Ooh, yes. podcasts have to get advertiser support to survive unless they have a uh, a loyal and vast five plus figure patreon following like someone's podcast 
We do um, ad reads also. You do. <laughs> I know. I mean, you, you, yeah. I mean, that's the thing. You, you still get that much money from people who just love you. And then you, you still right. need ads. Because uh, of sheer greed. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to do two. I've got two different ads here. They, uh, they're both story themed. And I just need to know who wants to go first. Uh, I'll go. I'll go first. Yeah. I'll go first. Okay. Let's have him so I can see how this. All right. What, what, how you present this? <laughs> you can respond in better my attempt. <laughs> All right. I mean, hey, I don't know how well I'm going to do with this, but we're gonna we're gonna have fun. You know, Skid, we we both really love story, right? I mean, that's 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 part and parcel to how we exist. And I think that the worst part about stories, honestly, is that they they end eventually. But what would you say, Skid, if I told you that I had a story? that didn't end at all. Uh, Nate, I would call you a dirty liar and uh, I would throw a cup of salt water on your face. Well, hold that salt water, Skid, because I have a film, nay, a film series that never ends in its storytelling. And it even features a young man like yourself reading in an attic. An addict? A meth addict? (laughs) Reading to a meth addict? I, like I kind of want that series. story to end. I think that story should end. It's uh, it's like, that story forever. It's like that movie with Kate Winslet where she reads to a Nazi, but this oh, time. Oh, Titanic. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Another story that should end, although it took a while. But Skid, this film property has got everything, okay? We've got rock biters. We've got turtles. We've got an impending sense of existential despair that you cannot escape and it even kills a horse (laughs) wait a minute i'm really confused i still i really want the story to be over i haven't even started the story i'm already wanting it to be over but i i just i don't understand uh i don't know there's a shot in the dark this wasn't produced in germany was it octung skid oh maybe it was wow okay so we actually have to sell this product (laughs) it's like fuck you no doesn't a a horse dying in a swamp sound like a fun children's film yeah i mean if i had children and god willing i never will or did i'd certainly watch them to watch a horse die in german exactly don't we all and that's why this story is a never-ending story wow I just wish that now I, this maybe this is uh, just a pipe dream, but if there was only some way that a child could be menaced by a magical wolf while all this was happening, then then I'd feel satisfied. But <laughs> well, wait, sometimes Skid, there's I, more. What? Wait, what? We've got something called the nothing that takes the form of a magical wolf that menacingly makes a child very sad. Wow, and that's so fitting because nothing does take the form of a magical wolf. It does every single time you go Ever. to the grocery store. Exactly, nothing. Nothing brand wolf cream is everyone's favorite nothing. brand of wolf cream. <laughs> it's my favorite brand of wolf cream. They're not a sponsor though. No, that's, no, that's, we, we, we can't we talk just, about them. We just love the product. They're this not is a yeah, sponsor. unpaid promotion. So everyone should see this never ending story. That's what I'm saying to you, Skid, and I think that that's something that you will want to do all the way through the one or two sequels that come after. Okay, wow. Well, all you have to do is enter our promo code, Nate. Yeah. Nate35 for 35% off. 35% off, Nate35. <laughs> w- w- never ending story, wolf cream, org. Nate35. Wolf cream is and... good for bruises. Uh, you know, if you <laughs> fall or you walk into counters a lot or open cabinets in your face, uh, put some some nothing wolf cream. A little bit of nothing wolf cream. 
as the ads say, there's nothing quite like it. <laughs> Great job. That was wonderful. Skid, good job. Two points. Nick, yeah. are you ready? Catching up. <laughs> Nick, are you ready for this? I'm, I guess. <laughs> yeah, let's let's do it. All right. Now for, for a word from our sponsor. Baseball is America's game, is it not? It was. It sure was. That's right. And we're all nostalgic for a simpler time when we can just uh, sit back at the ballpark, eat a hot dog, some peanuts, and, and scream at children <laughs> sitting a row in front of us for wearing the wrong hat. But I want to tell you something very specific about a specific kind of story, a baseball story. And this is a, uh, a baseball story that could end in a trade to another team. I want to talk to you about attention. Trevor's story. Oh, tell me more. Well, he's a very talented shortstop for the Colorado Rockies, a baseball team that does not care about talented shortstops or baseball at all. Tell me more. <laughs> <laughs> well, it seems that his story might end up with him being traded to another team, such as the New York Yankees, or a team that I would rather see them traded to, which is pretty much any of the other ones. Does he chew a special brand of gum? He sure does. And that gum is called getting burned by his ownership. <laughs> oh, it sounds like it's toasty. It sure is. <laughs> toast flavored gum. Actually, that's a good actual product. Oh, okay. Pivot. Toast We're doing flavored toast flavored gum. gum now. There you go. That is a whole lead into the toast flavored gum. This is brilliant. <laughs> yeah, it was. It's a long walk, but man, yeah. it's worth it when you get there. <laughs> a little tortured, but man, you got there. Have you ever been chewing gum and wished that you were having a stroke? Toast flavored <laughs> gum. <laughs> you know, sometimes I left the house without breakfast and I thought, you know, if I could have a nice piece of buttered toast made with some great jam on it, that would be really nice. <laughs> But if I can't have that, if I had gum that simulated that flavor, I'd be just as satisfied. You'd never have to have breakfast again. <laughs> and you'd be the toast of the town. Boo! <laughs> yes. So, yes. Um, but, yeah, so Meyer's toast-flavored gum is the gum that... Meyer's toast-flavored gum. When I leave the house, I make sure I don't leave without Meyer's toast flavored gum because <laughs> breakfast being the most important meal of the day, now Meyer's toast flavored gum is the most important gum of the day. <laughs> Take that, Wrigley family. And then back to baseball. And so then back to baseball. Yeah. Please, please trade Trevor's story somewhere good. Please. I want That's to tell all my answer quick, is. A quick story about the Rockies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know this is. <laughs> This is not with fit within your precious format. Uh, Nick, two points for your wonderful ad read. The Montforts, for people who don't follow baseball or don't live in Colorado, are the worst people in the world. Yeah. Uh, they own the Colorado Rockies. Uh, they're mid-tier uh, garbage millionaires. And they own they own King Supers, right? The King so. Supers oh, chain of supermarkets. Or at least they did. I think that was their main source of, of wealth. Um but they're uh, super weird. They're not good at running a baseball team and super religious uh, to the point where in 2007, when the Rockies went to the World Series and faced the, the uh, Boston Red, Red Sox, Sox right? Mm -hmm. um, I was there actually at game four. Oh man, what a brutal um, series that was too. Awful, terrible. Murder. Um, but when they, when they won the, the uh, National League Championship Series, 
one of the Montforts, there's two awful brothers. One of them got on the field and he just came on to the like pitcher's mound and like took took a mic and it was just like and i just want to uh glorify god for giving us this victory here in his stadium and i was like nothing on a baseball field ever made me angrier outside of john rock oh yeah i was like this was the most i was just like well if it's god's stadium why did you raise my sales tax to pay Yeah, why did we publicly fund that stadium yeah this isn't god's stadium this stadium belongs to the fucking city of denver like i I was really really mad i was like the the religion like has this place this is not a church this is a municipal fucking funded building i was very very mad and so that started it was like i was i was never i was off on a bad foot and they've only proven themselves to be more and more horrible over the years so fuck them yeah yeah they're they're awful they are awful uh since the Arenado trade and uh, mm-hmm. and what will surely happen is uh, John Gray is having a phenomenal season this year and we'll trade him. Sure, he'll get um, traded. Yeah, Trevor and Story, Story will get traded. traded to the fucking Yankees and, and make my life more difficult. Here Which I mean, I I don't want him to go to the Yankees, but if he can play with DJ again, I guess like we might as well just give all of our yeah. All Star infield to the same yeah. area. This is, but see, this is what happened. This is what the Yankees did in like the fifties with the Kansas City A's. They treated the Kansas City A's like they're own personal farm team they would just yeah. buy their stars and it's the same kind of thing like happening with the well similar kind of thing like happening with the rockies oh, yeah. it's, uh, i hate the yanks anyway yeah i mean I, I i had season tickets for this year and i got a refund oh you wow really when they did the trade and i i watched the press conference and i was like wow they're this is like insultingly out of touch yeah because dick monfort went on and was like oh we no, we have a good team it's just time for these guys to step up. And it's like, no. No, fuck you, man. <laughs> you it's cannot... time for you to step down. Yeah, like, That's just go away. Is. He's too busy building McGregor Square, which is his massive, like, office tower oh, thing he owns that's that? across from the state. Yeah. He owns McGregor Square. Oh, yeah. I was yeah, looking they're, at they're a, just a real estate thing. investors now. And they're like, oh, we'll just fill this. We'll make money on the stadium. Who cares? I hate that. And they will. They that. will. Because people like going to baseball games. And as soon sure. as we can go to full capacity, it's a beautiful people just park. get drunk. Yeah. It's a beautiful park that we paid for. It is a gorgeous, gorgeous park. It is one of my the top three parks in baseball. It's wonderful. And uh, and yeah, it's it's really sad. There's nothing worse than a shitty sports owner because if there is that like bad management at the very top, it infects every level of the organization. And it's just, it's not going to change until they sell the team. That's it. Yeah. I mean, I, I hope they trade Charlie too. Cause I, I would like him to go to a team that can compete. Sure. He's, he's done good work for us. Like, I don't want to keep, yeah, very good you player. know, I want to keep somebody who's got a, a couple of good years left in him here mm-hmm. just because like, no, get yeah. out. It'd be fun to feel the good team. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was cool. And like, when they first came to Colorado, it was, it was really fun. Like going to Mile High Stadium and like oh, watching yeah. like wacky pinball baseball over there. It was like, it was great. And, oh yeah. And you could, and everybody rumbled the South stands and everything. Yeah. Yeah. The they time. had the Mile High uh, Thunder like in the stands. Yeah. And, you know, it was, it was, it was like great. It was 215 feet down the left field pole and like 390 down the right. And <laughs> just, just absurd dimensions. Just, oh yeah. It was, be- it was the best. It was yeah, awesome. it was. Uh, I mean, and it's still it's still fun to watch baseball, but always terrible ownership. But and terrible they ownership. they need to go away. Yeah. Uh, Sorry. All right. No. Hey, uh, now from the makers of Pomme ou Pomme de Terre, it's La Chose Francaise Arbitraire. That's the arbitrary French thing. And the oh. only thing that's French about it is the name. <laughs> so, <laughs> with the simultaneous rises of podcasts and short form video media like TikTok. What do both of you see 
as the lasting storytelling tradition of the 21st century. Hmm. Are we ever going to replace the oral tradition, do we think? Or is it eternal? Okay, I'll go. I'll say that, uh, no, there's always something about that person-to-person storytelling uh, that will never go away. So sure, there's going to be the TikToks and such out there, but there's also the, uh, what'd you do last night? And then you say, uh, you know, smell my foot and uh, take a guess, (laughs) whatever, you know, so there's, that's just an example. Very specific, strange a, example. Yes, <laughs> hypothetical situation. <laughs> and then so there's, uh, you know, people want to know, just like when people have children, they, 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 as the kids get older, they kind of live through the kids. What are you doing? What are you doing? What's going on with you? And, you know, they're friends and they're like, what, what's going on? What are, what are you doing? And so, you know, sure, there's, you know, posts about what people did, but it's not the same as actually sitting there and listening to them walk you through, you know, being at the grocery store and punching a random person or something like that. <laughs> As we do. I mean, it was the last can of olives. Yeah. You know. That actually did happen to Nick. <laughs> did it really? Yeah, we're not well, going to tell that story today. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, hey, maybe you'll tease it we for the last all story kinds of adventures at the grocery store. Yeah. Right? It was always... And whenever he'd go to the grocery store, he would have a, an insane oh, story. Like every That was my main place to create stories. I'd be like, well, we oh, can yeah. always have something. Something's going to happen at the grocery store because that's the place where dreams come true. Yeah. Yeah. The safe way for him was like the writer's room at show of shows. <laughs> go in there and just come out with something amazing every time. And so I've elected to not tell any grocery store stories today. I have. Yeah, that's like that's some Patreon level shit. Like you can't <laughs> give those away. You have to pay for that. Yes, yeah, kid. What round. do you think? Uh, what do you think about uh, the lasting yeah. tradition of storytelling? Well, Are we going to replace I don't the oral know. tradition this ever? This whole TikTok thing, I just don't know if it could survive from my perspective. I just don't have the attention span to sit through a ten second story. I, I don't know how it's going to survive. But I do think, uh, yeah, Nick's right. Like, I don't think anything's ever going to replace. There's like our our brains are wired to understand the universe through story, to a certain extent. So like, there, that's that's uh, something that evolution would have to address uh, to change. So like, we that that the, yeah, person to person, like that kind of event relay, uh, oral, yeah, that's never going to go away. I don't think. Even even though it, it creates problems in the form of QAnon and, and giving unfettered power well, to say yeah. Troy Lavalley. <laughs> exactly. See, that's the downside. That's the dark side of the power that these stories have. You don't want power resting in the hands of a Q or a Troy Lavalley, but you know. But that's that's where it is. That's right. <laughs> very good. Very good. The arms. Two points each on La Chose Francais Arbitraire. Uh, yes. We're going to play our third game. Name that movie. <laughs> Skid, number one, I'm going to read you a clue, and you just have to tell me what, what property I'm alluding to. Okay. Okay. Uh, here's your clue. A disaffected teen is groomed as a revolutionary terrorist by an older man and his automaton companions. Star Wars. Very good. Very good. All right. That's one point for Skid. Okay, Nick, you ready? Man, it's going to be something I've never heard of. (laughs) Okay, give it to me. Okay, Nick, a child is kicked out of the house and goes on to enslave all manner of beasts that he later uses in Ersat's dogfighting tournament. Oh, huh. In dogfighting tournaments? You threw me off. I was going to say Tarzan, but he didn't (laughs) do any dogfighting tournaments. Um, It's more contemporary than Tarzan. I'll give you that. Is this that uh, 
What that quarterback that went to jail for a while? Michael, this is the yeah, Michael, Michael Vick. Vick story. <laughs> Uh, so did they some, make a TV show out of it? <laughs> someone got kicked out of the house and then conquered some beasts and then started doing dog fighting. I think I know this one. I think Skid knows. What would that pop? Voltron? Voltron. What? <laughs> what? Uh, no, I have no idea what that is. Okay. Skid. <laughs> Skid, what is it? For the steel. Uh, Pokemon? That is correct. Yeah. Oh, okay. I've never watched Pokemon. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Pokemon is the story of a nine-year-old boy whose mother says you have to leave now, and he gets he just starts enslaving animals and fighting them against each other. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah it's not blast. fair. It's not right. Yeah. <laughs> okay, skid number three. A sex offender is revived after decades to battle his economically confused inventor doppelganger. A, a sex offender is revived uh, after decades. After decades to battle his economically confused inventor doppelganger uh oh wow uh frankenstein <laughs> okay nick any guesses demolition man okay i i you know oh. what demolition man's a really good guess um yeah was he, he a sex offender then? no he wasn't a sex offender but no. i don't know but well i guess maybe really Nate saw it in a different way crime. right yeah right? I thought I was I was sexually offended that he was uh, uh, like nude, uh, frozen in a jail queue yeah. in that movie. The hair was kind of sexually offensive. The blonde, yeah, yeah. that was a little sexually offensive. <laughs> What's uh, the answer? The answer I was going for was Austin Powers. Oh, oh shit! Austin I Powers. just watched that. I we just watched that. <laughs> Samantha and I like three weeks ago. All right, Nick, number four. Yes, another one that I won't know. A war veteran <laughs> returns home victorious, only to lose his brother wife and father in a rash of market-driven violence oh this is uh con air oh no i'm sorry a war veteran could be rainbow a war veteran returns home victorious only to lose his brother wife and father in a rash of market-driven violence uh wow i don't know i feel like a genius after the first two and now i have no idea uh it goes for those deep cuts man yeah um Market-driven violence. <laughs> Wall Street? Oh, it's it's way simpler than that. I was going for The Godfather. The Godfather. Oh, God. Market. Oh my. Oh, because oh, they're all they're all arguing over God, whether man. to sell and drugs. And I just watched that three days ago. <laughs> God damn it! I was studying it's for the this way the whole time. He, uh, I had no idea. Describes it. He exactly. describes it in a weird way. It throws yeah. you off. Just it's tell just... us the name of the movie, and we'll guess it right away. I try to think set so up his cryptic? friend. <laughs> the guy tries to set up his friend with a meth addict girl that's good looking. <laughs> and that, of course, is Superman. Ah. <laughs> that's right. Oh no. Yeah, Margot Kidder. Yeah, poor Margot Kidder. Okay. Hey, great job. Skid, you got two points. Nick, Nick, zero points. Oh, yes. Well-deserved. And now we're going to swing into that final topic. So you both just get to tell me one more story each. Let's find out what happened. I guess I'll lead off and then uh, Skid can wrap it up. So... And uh, Skid, you have like UMass stuff I'm thinking of. It's good stuff. You, but yeah, you, you can come. Oh, no, actually. Okay, yeah. Thanks, thank but, you. But uh, so I'm going to tell one about, man, I got, I have a list here because he was like, make sure you have some stories ready. And I have thousands. <laughs> but I said, you have... <laughs> but I, you know, I don't it's know. It's hard how... if you just say any story. Yeah. It's difficult because it's like, tell me a story involving fruit then it's like oh i have five fruit stories i'll pick one of the best one right any story it's you're paralyzed by by choice right because there's so many different things but i will tell this is a very simple story 
So I was young, handsome man at one time. And uh, I mean, okay, I need to stop you right now and say still are continuing to be. Well, thank you, Nate. Thank you. (laughs) I, we can't dis- like uh, this is this is an audio medium, but I will not deceive my listeners and act like oh Nick Shelton's suddenly this hideous crone because he's uh, not a young man by society's standards. I'm throwing a lot of air quotes around. All right, yeah, he's not a young man. Quotes <laughs> by society's standards. He's not ugly. Air quotes. But I'll flatter him by saying that he is. So, hey, uh, lady listeners, uh, hey, you know, what's going on? I'm around. I'm up. If you're like, you up, I am up. So, uh, you know. So it was in the morning. It was nice and early in the morning. I got a phone call from a beautiful uh, young woman. And she said, would you like to come over for some pancakes? I'm making pancakes. And I said, "Uh, yeah, yeah, sure. And she said, "Uh, this is not for sex. And I said, well, okay. And she goes, this is for pancakes. And I said, yeah. Why would you feel it necessary to say that? And she said, I just want you to know, you understand, I'm inviting you over for pancakes, not for sex. Do you understand? And I said, yes, I understand. She's like, okay, come on over. And then in my mind, I'm thinking, are we going to have sex? Why <laughs> did she mention it? Yeah. Yeah, because this was you know, high school, right? Wasn't this high school? No, no, this is this is in the Air Force. I was oh, 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 right, right, right. Okay, yeah, I was 27 at the time. That's right. And so, normally, if she just said, Hey, I'm cooking pancakes, because I knew that she cooked stuff, and she's like, I'm cooking pancakes, you want to come over for pancake, pancakes? I'd go, Oh, I'm gonna go have some pancakes. But then, when you add the this is not for sex, this is for pancakes, then I'm thinking, Maybe we're gonna have sex. <laughs> Okay. (laughs) So then I was like, well, I better, uh, you know, kind of shower up and, you know, be clean. And, you know, because just in case, yeah, some sex might be going down. Sure. Because she went out of her way to tell me that wasn't for sex. And so uh, she she brought sex into the equation. It wasn't there at all. I mean, plus, like, who doesn't who wants to be dirty while they eat pancakes? Exactly. Yeah. you Good to be clean either way. Yeah. <laughs> what yes, if you got hit by a car on the way over there? Yes, oh, yeah. Want to be clean. Then where would you be? So <laughs> I went over there and uh, the pancakes were very nice. All right. There we go. Uh, it's a very NPR style story. And the pancakes were very nice. The end. <laughs> There you go. This is fresh air. Was, it, was there butter? Butter on the pancakes? Syrup? I don't know what you're trying to say. I'm, I'm just. I'm. I'm. We I'm just had pancakes, asking. Nate. That's I'm trying all to it add was. a little flavor to the end of the story. Was I there... don't appreciate your innuendo. <laughs> was it real maple syrup or was it like log cabin? Like what's going on? But to to add on to that, uh, because that was that was a fairly quick story. I know that you you know your listeners are like wrap it up already. But you know I'll I'll throw in a little bonus thing on top of this because that was pretty quick. Years ago, I was a security guard at a hospital, and so you know I had keys to everything, and I'm just hanging out, looking good in my uniform because I, as Nate would say in air quotes, I used to look good. Oh no, I still do. You uh, still do look yeah, good. Yeah. In yeah, air Nate would say that you still look good in air quotes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and, come uh, on. If anybody's going to look good in air quotes, Nick, it's you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. absolutely. You guys get anything. So. Air quotes, whatever, whatever you want yeah. to put them in. It the buff, amazing. I don't care. Like, let's let's do it all. Hey, ladies, take, I am not ugly. Take your shirt off. This is a, <laughs> we're now doing a Howard Stern show. Just, ladies, just take your top off. 
for us. Ladies, I am now shirtless. <laughs> and uh, these guys can see it, but uh, oh, you can't. I mean, Unless, you know, you call me. Yeah, listeners, I mean, if, you've, if you think Michael B. Jordan is an attractive man with a torso that uh, cannot be beat, uh, Nick Sheldon. This is nothing like that. We want to like talk that. about Nick Sheldon. <laughs> so. He's history's Michael B. Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> so um, so I, I was a security guard at the hospital, and uh, this, uh, this administrator hospital administrator, a very beautiful young lady uh, came up to me one day and she said, do you like spanking women? Which is an odd thing to come up and say to somebody. At work. Yeah, at work. (laughs) And uh, I said, yes, because if I said no, then it's weird. And then I have a story about, yeah, I said no, and that's it. And then I went home. But, uh, and then there was like, what's yeah. wrong with you? Yeah. Why did you see what happened? Why did she say no? So I said, yes, because, you know, I'm curious. What happens next? And then she said, would you like to spank me? And I said, yeah, yeah, sure. You know? <laughs> and uh, then she said, okay. And then so now we're walking down the hall. I got keys to everything. So all the doctor's offices and stuff. And so I open up the doctor's office, one of the doctor's offices. And, you know, they got those little examination tables with the little paper and all that sort of stuff. And she just... <laughs> Bent over one of those and I gave her a nice spanking and it was awesome. <laughs> it was so awesome. And I was like, man, and I, I'd never done that before, but I was like, man, I'm really into this. I'm a good spanker. I, I really, I've come into my, uh, my own, you know, really on this. And like, if they had like competitions and stuff, I think I could really, I could go to state or whatever. <laughs> you know? And, uh, <laughs> but uh you know so we get a letter up. in it <laughs> yeah, I get a letter and i can get a jacket just and, an uh, open palm pin on your, <laughs> <Yeah>. on your- <laughs> <laughs> and uh so when you walked out of there she was like glowing she was kind of had like a, a uh, like a spring in her step and i was glowing and it's like man that was awesome and then you know so that happened several times i was like man i'm really looking forward to going to work maybe i'll spank that chick and uh, then this other guy uh, one day kind of caught on to what was happening. He started asking questions. And so he started asking her, what's going on? He was spanking that woman in there. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, no, he's, questions like that. To me, he's like, uh, I saw what you did. You know, oh. like, What are you <laughs> talking you about? This isn't I know what you did last summer. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, so then once she found out that some people found out, then when she saw me, she'd be like, don't come near me. Don't, don't touch me. Stay, stay away from me. You know, and I was like, what? And then, yeah, she completely just flipped the switch. And then, so I'd just be like, hey, how's it going? She'd be like, stay, stay back, stay away. <laughs> and I was like, well, this is odd. But I was like, okay, well, I don't want any issues in my workplace. So I'll just leave her alone. <laughs> And then, uh, then one day, so you're like, well, what? How does it's hard this to believe that any issues could arise from spanking a coworker in the first place. <laughs> Somehow, then uh, you know. Uh, so it it ended up, you know. So I never spank, you know. I spanked her, you know, three or four times, and then uh, didn't spank her anymore. But we did have lunch, uh, a group lunch with other people, uh, a couple of months later, and. Yeah, that's the last time I saw her. Oh. But uh, that was really interesting. And so I don't know if that's a satisfactory ending. I didn't get fired or nothing. And she didn't, you know, end up, you know, being governor or something like that. But, uh, 
I mean, it was it was a really that woman is Meg Whitman. (laughs) That woman. Do you know? Have you ever had a Sarah Lee pound cake? Have you ever thought what Sarah Lee looked like? This was (laughs) that woman's name is Sarah Lee. No, it's not. uh, Nothing like that. Whenever I I have that pound cake, I think about pound. Anyway, it was it was a really interesting experience because that is interesting. Does this happen to people? This happens. No, apparently. To somebody, because it happened. If it happened to you, it doesn't happen to other people. And then I was like, huh, well, there you go. And it didn't escalate. It didn't. That was it. That's the whole thing. But yeah, there you go. So there's your two two for one stories from Nick. And (laughs) your audience was like, when are they going to wrap this up and get to something a little spicy? There you go. (laughs) I I feel bad because it's a situation where it's like, you should have got a gold watch or something. But no, you just get swept out the door, spanks for the memories, and that's all it is. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there you go. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I've been sitting on that for a, about Nick, five minutes. He, so. Nick and always, he puts the button on it always. Perfect. <laughs> yeah, so. Oh, man. Uh, all right. Great, yeah. great Nick Skid. Give us a story. I'll tell the Bob Costa story. Okay. The Bob, Bob Costa. Costa that sounds good. fun. Uh, it's way shorter. So, um, well, Bob Costas is way shorter. It's so. true. Fittingly Hey-o. enough. Yeah. It's a much shorter, shorter story. <laughs> I said ran into Bob Costas, uh, outside of, uh, on, on sixth Avenue, uh, like 16 years ago. And yeah, he's a little dude. Um, but, uh, <laughs> and that's the story. That's the whole story. That's that story. No, that's, that's, that's a different story. But, uh, so I was a huge fan, uh, that so later with Bob Costas aired after Letterman on Fridays, I think. Was that a nightly show? Was it, that was a weekly show, right? You remember, Nick? It seemed, I, I think it was nightly, but it could have been weekly. It seemed like it was. I can't remember. I think Nate's looking it up. I am looking it up. Uh, this okay. says it was. Yeah, it was on four nights a week at 1.30 a.m. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it, it wasn't on, it was also not on Friday. So, um, yeah, and it was a really good show. It, You know what it was? It was actually kind of like Tom Snyder. It was sort of like uh, a podcast. It was kind of like the form that a lot of the, like podcasts take. It was just like a deep kind of long for the, for the period like a long tv discussion with like interesting people and he's he's a really good interviewer and he had great guests on uh i remember he had one episode he had uh will chamberlain on and uh and he keeps saying it's just like why are you such a terrible foul shooter he's just like i wasn't that bad and he was just like you shot 38 percent from the foul line one year and he was just like, that's no, I didn't. That's not true. And it's just like, I, that is true. I swear. And he's like, he tells me, he's like, Hey, could you look this up? Like find this, like find, find the statistics that like tell me, it's just like, that's not true. Like, I don't believe it. And so at the end, like right before the credits, like his producer came out with like the basketball almanac and, and they're standing next to each other. So like Will Chamberlain, seven feet tall, and Bob Koss is like four foot six. And so he's just like standing next to him. He's pointing in the book and he's just like, there you go. 1968. You hit 38% from the foul line. And like Will Chamberlain like picks up the book he's looking at and he's like, Oh, well, you see, that year that I, I was sick. <laughs> and it was like it was the funniest thing that I'd ever seen on TV at that point. Uh, but it was a good show. I liked yeah. the show. Um, and I was a big fan of Bob Costas. So I just wrote the show and asked for an autographed picture of Bob Costas because that's the kind of thing that super cool teenage white dudes did back then. Yeah. So uh he did. He sent me an autographed picture. And uh, I think it was. And so uh, somewhere around then, I wrote a play. Uh, the Last Train. The Last Train. Oh, man. Uh, has, has Matthew read this play? No, I, I'm not going to show Matthew this play. <laughs> See, Matthew, for anyone who doesn't know, Matthew is also on the Glass Cannon. And he is an actual really good writer. 
he is an instructor at Juilliard. Like he is a crazy guy. Like I've seen like his plays. They're really fucking good. And I'm not showing him my play. But it was me at 19. It was a play about a guy who gets onto the wrong subway car and he ends up uh, going to hell. It was like a, a Dante's Inferno allegory, right? Love it. Yeah. Um, it had its moments. Nick, would Yo, you agree? Absolutely. I love okay. that play. Okay. That was a good play. <laughs> I think that's a cool, that's yeah. a great concept. I like it's magical realism. There's really, yeah, it was fun. Yeah. I would, yeah. you know, I, I still have it. I, I have the show. I have, I have the script. Um, uh, my girlfriend at the time was in it. Uh, you remember? Um, and yeah, there was, were some other girls in there. There, there were. <laughs> there were lots of parts. <laughs> Hitler was in it. Hitler was, Hitler in, the was play. in it. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I remember some, in my writing class, like uh, somebody was just like, I don't think people are ready to see a play with Hitler in it. And I was like, I said, Too soon? That's like, you know, he's dead, right? <laughs> I was like, I was like, people could be like, you know, I swear to God, I thought Hitler died at the end of World War II, but there he is. Let's get him. <laughs> so, you know, uh, it was, so I wrote the play. So it was performed, it was produced on a night of two plays at my community college, Rapid Community College in, uh, out in Littleton. Yeah. And um, so in the, the brutalist other... buildings of that campus. Yeah, ex yes, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Very, very Soviet style architecture to the Rapid campus. So uh, <laughs> it is like Albania, like you go yeah. through like that little stretch <laughs> of Santa Fe. So uh, the other play was written by my friend at the time, Matt Hubbard. And it was about a writer who won the lottery, I think. Is that right, Nick? Yeah, yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. So it was, it was, it was, a, I don't really remember the play. The one thing I do remember is that there, it was, a, it was a, it was a 17 minute play and it had uh, like 15 scene changes. And the woman, the, the, the woman who played his love interest had to change into eight different outfits, like over the oh, course wow. of the 17 months. So it was crazy. <laughs> anyway, so it was this, but the set, it wasn't scene changes. It was just like a different time changes outfits. But on, so this, the set was the guy's apartment. So I was just like, let me just make one change to the apartment. Like as we're working on this. So I had my, autographed picture of bob casas and i had it framed and i just put it on his mantle and yes. uh I just sat back and said, okay that's it let's go and <laughs> i would just sit in the audience silently laughing my ass off because they never refer to this picture like he has this prominently displayed autographed picture of bob casas <laughs> in his apartment and you never know why <laughs> <laughs> and it's like it was to me it was the funniest fucking thing in the world i still it's, i just i love that was that was that was my contribution and it was a it was a interesting thing because i remember when skid wrote the letter he's like i wonder if i can get an autographed picture of bob costas i'll write him a letter yeah. and then he wrote him a letter and then when it came he's like look he sent me an autograph <laughs> And I was, I was like, sending letters to yeah. uh, NBC all the time back then. Yeah, and then I was like, well, how do you get that? And he goes, you write a letter and you say, send me an autograph picture. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then I think you said something like, if they're not really getting any letters from other people, they'll actually send you one. Right. Yeah. That's the thing, because uh, David Letterman wouldn't send you if you just wrote in and say, like, I give me an autograph picture. It's like, no, we get, like, tons of letters. Although he right. did end up sending me an autograph picture at another point. That's another story. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, yeah Bob like, Costas no one, wasn't getting mail. No, no, no one's writing into Bob Costas saying, send me an autograph picture. So, 
He probably had to go get pictures done just to send them. <laughs> yeah, it was on a Polaroid, actually. Just take it and I'll sign it. Come on. This yeah. is an opportunity. He had his makeup bib on and he's sitting there smiling. <laughs> In Skid's apartment, there was an autographed picture of me and then what, Whoopi Goldberg was next yeah. to me. And then there was another another picture of someone uh was it ving rames no it wasn't ving rames it was uh there's a woman but it was it was just odd because i remember going huh but you know it's cool because there's like celebrities it was was the drag queen right was it the i i don't i don't remember her name but it was like it was a drag queen that uh my ex was a fan of ah maybe okay i think that's right yeah because i like i i because I posted a picture of that table with yeah. like Nick's picture. Yeah, and you're like a place Whoopi Goldberg and this and this famous drag queen. And then so and, I was thinking, when people see this, I'm sure they're like, huh, who what? Who? So yeah, they what? recognize Whoopi Goldberg and they're like, Well, I don't know who this guy is, but it's kind of neat when you're just there. The picture's just there. Yeah. And uh, I have a commemorative plate that I gave people of, of me, like the Elvis plates. And uh, one of my friends has it at his bar and it's sitting there and then he had company over and they said, oh, is that your friend? Is he, did he pass away? And he goes, no, he's alive. He goes, and they go, well, what's with the plate? And then they said, you have to meet him. Yeah. Yeah. Wonderful stories. Great job. I'm going to get two points. Okay. I'm going to give Nick three points. Oh, we're tied. We tied. Which which means, yeah, our final score is 17 to 17. And the reason why it's a tie is because when we share stories together, we We all all win. win. (laughs) Or we all lose. (laughs) Yes. Or nobody wins. Nobody wins. When we share stories, nobody (laughs) Nobody wins. wins. But yeah, so thank you both so much for doing this. This was so much fun. What What a cool thing. Is there anything that either of you would like to plug? Oh, yes, actually, um, I do. Uh, we, my friends, Andy Schmidt, uh, who Nick, Nick knows Andy, yes. and uh, Tom Brayfogel, uh, who uh, is in the band uh, Birds at the Airports, among other things, a very excellent musician, Tom Brayfogel. We have a new podcast talking about movie franchises. We do deep dives on movie franchises. It's called Franchise Fan Guys. Uh, we just launched recently. I don't know when this will air, but uh we started with terminator uh we're gonna go into aliens Uh, we do lord of the rings do a bunch of different things so it's uh we have some fun guests and uh we have a really good time and uh, i think it's pretty good so check it out franchise fan guys awesome invite me on whenever you feel like i'd love to have you on (laughs) i'd love to have nick on actually it would be so much fun all right yeah yeah Yeah. i'll be on and for my plug i'll plug well my book an introvert's guide to world domination it is available on Amazon and Barnes and Noble. An Amazon bestseller, an introvert's guide to world domination, upgrade your life and lifestyle. Hey, introverts aren't extroverts and shouldn't have to behave like them in order to get ahead. So why not learn the steps that you can take to easily master networking scenarios without compromising yourself or your energy. An introvert's guide to world domination on amazon.com. And uh, also you can find out more about me on connectedintrovert.com. Connectedintrovert.com. Go there and, uh, you know, say Connect to an introvert. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You're both, I mean, and you're both really crushing it. I'm so, uh, I'm honored to to call you both friends. Um, Likewise. Nick, your book is 
fantastic. I, I, you. I read through it in all of an evening. It's such a fun read. And there are, I, and I will, I will reiterate, as a person who probably is a little more extroverted than introverted, it still remains full of lessons that are valuable to everyone. So yeah, you don't really have to be good. an introvert. You just need to want to dominate the world and, and <laughs> look at things slightly. The inner I, world and, uh, yeah. Your world. Yeah. yeah if you just... are an extrovert, you'll have that much easier of a time applying the lessons in the book. And yes, kid, I mean, I, I, I love everything else, everything you're doing. Like I li- uh, every podcast I can consume, I consume. I will almost be caught up with Glass Thank Cannon. You. I really uh, do appreciate both you guys. I love that you guys actually listen to Glass Cannon. Like yeah. that. Very, Glass Cannon very, podcast, very everybody. Glass yeah. Cannon uh, Network. But go to Glass Cannon Podcast and uh, get ready to spend some time because it's addicting. <laughs> There's a lot of it's a lot of content there. Listeners, if you like this podcast, you can subscribe, rate, and review us wherever you listen. We really appreciate ratings and reviews. However, you can do it. Uh, you know, it just it actually affects the way that the computer overlords tell people about our show. Um, you can also uh, check out all the other podcasts on our network. We have a Sex and the City podcast called Funky Spunk that uh, you should be able to pick oh. up more episodes of soon. Uh, Is we that also, a recap podcast? Yeah, they're recapping. Yep. Oh, okay. Yeah, they're they're in uh, season three, I think now. Check I'll that listen out. to that. I've I've watched every episode of that show. I will. I will listen. Uh, we also have our Denver Nuggets podcast, the Hard Pick Mining Company. They will be back to discuss uh, the Nuggets playoff position and our, oh, our hopes to see. Uh, hey, hopefully. I didn't know about that either. It's great. It's great That's stuff. Uh, so we got that going on. And then we have Roll for Blank, which is the Dungeons and Dragons podcast that I, I do some DMing on. We will have a, uh, a short five part one off campaign uh, coming up where I will be a player rather than a DM GM. And uh, oh, we'll who's start running season the game? two. My friend Mark is actually running the game. Mark Hughes. Do you know Mark? Uh, yeah, I know Mark. Okay, yeah, Mark Hughes is. Yeah, okay. uh, he he DMs for those uh, for those five five, five episodes. Uh, it's cool. really fun. Oh, that's there's bee gods. There's all sorts of madness. It's it's real kooky. And I play a uh, sort of a pansexual blowhard. So awesome. So that's good. So, time. <laughs> but what's your character on the show? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Very good. That's the kind of timing that we're looking for. <laughs> Um, and if you like our theme song, please check out Michael J. O'Connor's music, michaeljoconnor.bandcamp.com. Yeah. So uh, hey, we've all had uh, a vague idea about story time this week. Yes, I, we I thank you both so much <laughs> for telling wonderful stories. Thank you. And uh, you know, that. it's a good thing that we had a vague idea because the devil is in the detail. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye. Big Ideas, written and produced by me, Nate Regolian, with Shannon Page, and sometimes John Peros. Information about topics often come from Wikipedia, so hey, why not donate a bit to that? Sound effects are Creative Commons public domain. If you like this podcast, tell a few people, and subscribe, rate, and review us wherever you listen. And if you happen to like reading science fiction, check out the small press I started with my friend Sean Grokowski. You can find Spaceboy books at readspaceboy.com.